them come. This is their fate. My Birdman hands. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, here with my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Uh, we're here to talk about gaming news and anything else that we feel on hand to talk about today. Uh, so, but we got some good topics for you guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about Apex Legends Emergence. We're going to be talking about that Battlefield Portal, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart sales. We're going to talk about that Steam Deck. And we're also going to be talking about Dead Space as well. Uh, but as usual, before we start, before we start, <laughs> I would, uh, Appreciate you guys listening, tuning in. You can always find these on multiple platforms. But as always, how are my fellas doing? Jalen, Josh, how was the week, weekend? How is the day going? Fill in the people, please. Uh, what's up, y'all? I'm doing straight. <laughs> um, just been, it's been a nice summer. Um, I think we talked about, like, you know, finally being able to go out. For me, it's just um, getting ready for school to start back soon. Um, so just try to enjoy my last few weeks. Uh, I've been working on a lot of personal projects and uh, playing games. So a lot of Apex, <laughs> which we, you know, I guess I was looking it up yesterday because I checked my PlayStation account. Um, I've played twice as much on the Xbox now than I did the whole time we was playing on PlayStation. So. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Guess I like the game now. <laughs> yeah. We played a thousand games. At least I played a thousand games last time. I played a thousand games this season. So, and the, the highest I ever went before was 500 games in a season. And that was season three. So, yeah. Most of the time we did not play that often. Um, after season three, we just stopped. But, um, yeah. it's We, we kind of had a rekindling there. Uh, what about you, Jalen? How you been, man? Uh, shoot, I've been straight lines, just um, working these these nine or fives for free, or paying a beater. It's like negative salary, I guess. But I guess I got to crawl before I walk. So, <laughs> uh, no, nah, my clinical rotations and stuff been straight. Um, other than that, man, I just been trying to, um, I guess, just stay active and stuff like that. Uh, run a couple miles and stuff like that, like every other day. So everything been smooth this way. I can't complain. This man yawning on the recording. Oh my god, he already he making me tired. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did I even catch that? Man, I, I what you mean? You was on that. Oh, you know. I'm like, come on. <laughs> but yeah, uh, nah. Man, I can't yawn. Y'all got to take this and take. I'm not just fine. Now you get. I get it. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, the workout stuff been good. I think um, it's helping me stay a little bit more focused. It's actually giving me more energy than I than I expected. So it's helpful in that way where I usually be tired or like kind of feeling ready to take a nap i kind of use that time in the middle of the day to kind of re re reinvigorate myself and kind of uh, continue on with the day so when i'm feeling like around two ish usually i usually just work out and that helps me stay uh stay stay focused and give me more energy so um yeah 
it's um, been good to work out and, you know, have some accountability with that. So lost, uh, what's that, four pounds at this point. So I'm happy, but um, it's got more work to do, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I've been pretty much, that's been all I've been doing. Uh, nothing else outside of playing Apex, trying to get good, you know, get, get that my ELO up and um, <laughs> test my mic, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> test my mic, trying to go my do my no feels and see how I can do by myself, you know what I'm saying? I started fighting te- whole teams with me, you know? So uh, I've been trying to get my ELO <laughs> up uh, you know, on these boys. Uh, that's been yeah. the that's been a uh, that's been a, a, a heavy undertaking for me. Um, but yeah, man, let's talk about some Apex because obviously we're enjoying it right now. Uh, Apex just announced at their EA Play Live um, event. Uh, Apex Legends announced their new season called Emergence. That's coming August third. Uh, they kind of revealed more about the you know that. Uh, individual seer with his top hat and his uh, fancy moves. He's uh, he's got his uh, robots or whatever. I think that they uh, aren't they like small drones, correct, Josh? Yeah, they're like little nanite things. Yeah. Okay. Man, he got the uh, what's them things called? Them things off of courage. The return of stone slap. I'm focused. <laughs> I don't know what that is. They are but... Oh yeah, obviously it's, locust and moth are different, but they they similar in which uh, they it be swarms of them. Oh, it's actually like oh okay, I see what you're saying. Um, but yeah, that is uh, basically what he got, and uh, he his abilities and everything. I kind of had made a video about that, so if you guys want to check it out, uh, it's on my BCD Universe page. But really, we want to talk about the overarching aspects of it is. How they gonna be changing the map? What do we think about the rotations right now and um, stuff like that? So there is a no update where we're getting a new weapon, the LMG. First off, how do y'all feel about like machine guns? Go. Uh, I feel. I mean, it's only two. It, it's only two. No, I mean, I guess it's not the charge rifle. Right, the um, the L stars. Like, they consider that a L- LMG, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't really care for them that much. I think the devotion to me is like my favorite one to use. I think it's the, the better one. But I don't, I don't have any like you know negatives about. It. I mean, you asking a bias person. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, the sp- I use the Spitfire all the time. So I don't. I, all I got to say is good things about them because that Spitfire be going crazy. <laughs> but. All right, all right, cool, 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 cool. What about you, Josh? Uh, how you been feeling about LMGs? Um, they've been okay. Um, I think the it's it's just always like a range thing where there are a lot of long range fights in Apex, so I tend to shy away from them because they got a lot of um, you know, kickback. But they're in general, I think, pretty decent. Like the Spitfire was on top for a couple of seasons. Uh, the devotion is pretty decent. The LSR has its uses, but I feel like that's the weakest one. And we'll see if the the new one actually, be, I guess, is like useful in multiple situations. Um, otherwise, it's just gonna be like if it's available, I get it. But I'm gonna stick to my wingman and alternator. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Honestly, I'm not in the in the pool of people that feel like they're overpowered. I don't think they are. 
I think that uh, I don't use them often, but when I do pick up one, I don't feel like I have a, a super advantage over the other individuals, but I can see how just being able to, you know, spray and pray is a problem. Um, I just don't find those weapons to be the most beneficial when you're when you become a movement character or you have the ability to move properly in this game they become really hinder hindering to you versus a better situation for you so i don't know uh how overpowered the lmgs are but i do know that they um they they they, they train you to play a certain way and as you train to play that way you start to realize that you're not really that good at the game so um I think uh, I think the LMGs are right where they're supposed to be, where they're for the people that need them, and when the people that don't need them, um, they probably could outplay the person that's using it more than likely because they're playing a certain way, uh, and that's and that's pretty much the case I've seen for most of the part. When I when I'm fighting up against somebody with a Spitfire, it's not like I'm losing. I can just duck and dodge, wait for them to run out of bullets or start to reload, and just pop my head out. And at that point, it's GGs because I'm sitting there with an R99 or alternator, and I'm able to move on them. So it's not really that difficult to fight somebody with a Spitfire. It's annoying, especially from long range. But when you get close enough and you're able to move, and you pretty much all these characters in this game is if you're playing with somebody decent, it's a, probably a movement character. You can get you can close the distance without with ease. So um, that's that's my opinion on LMGs. Now let's talk about this new one. So this one, it, the one Rampart made, it's called the Rampage. It has a firepower source of a thermite grenade. Interesting enough. Um, and it shoots rapid fire it likes rapid fire so it's not as accurate but it's probably going to be one of those guns that is not good for long range fights it's probably something that you're going to be spraying it kind of feels like her actual uh sheila maybe where it's kind of like a sporadic shot and it got like a circular form versus an actual precision shot that's what i see this being that's what it's seeing from the views and like how they kind of showed it off so that's what i see this lmg um, actually contributing to the world or to the to the meta of the game and I don't think that's really going to impact it um, as much as people may think I think they're going to get rid of the Spitfire which I mean I was fine with the Spitfire but they can get rid of it and they're going to replace it with this so um, yeah which I think about that um, I guess the, the 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 rotations for the LMGs and stuff. Do you feel like that's a probably a good move to kind of get people away from that Spitfire, or do you think it's just like uh, not necessary? Mm. I mean, I I guess I don't want to say it's like. I mean, I guess it, I don't think it's necessary, but I mean, I think it would be like a decent move if they really want people okay. to play with these other guns. Um, I I mean, if because they nerfed the Spitfire before. Um, I think like at the beginning of what this season, yes. Um, yeah, they they nerfed it, so I don't I don't feel like basically answer your question. I don't feel like it's necessary. I think it would be something that could potentially be helpful if they want people to use like the other LMG. But um, I don't know. I, you know, I ain't fond of it because I need my Spitfire and the alternate. You know what I'm saying? They go crazy <laughs> together. But I mean, I have to figure something else out. 
I, yeah, I think, um, I think, yeah, I think that's a great combination because you gives you alternator gives you the mobility and the change and the movement that you need to kind of stay alive in those close quarter situations. But the Spitfire going to give you that ability to kind of keep the, the distance folks away because you just, you just laying fire down and they just can't push. You just suppress. It's a suppressed format of that weapon. And that's what it's useful for. In my opinion, that's what it's best in class at is just suppressing people from moving forward from to you. Um, but you know, I think with a new LMG like this, that kind of has this rapid fire aches and kind of, it's going to be a light machine gun. So it's, it it's going to be an actual light weapon. So you're going to be using light ammo. Um, so it's just, is it, I think it's going to, uh, it's going to shift how people think about the LMGs, I guess it's going to help people start to use them for the more, the more ways that they are supposed to be used as a suppressor fired weapon and not a weapon that's just used to kind of, uh, I don't know, keep people off. It's, it, it, it's, they're using it now as like a, like a, <laughs> maybe, 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 uh, they, uh, with a hip fire, these mugs. And I'm like, you're not supposed to be hip firing or spitfire, but mm-hmm. it's, um, I think that's kind of what it will do is, is tra- retrain people on how to really use the LMGs and how they pose to work um, versus how they are now in the game because there's so much movement involved in this game that the Spitfires are just too slow to keep up with everybody. So sometimes you have to get more accurate with the with the um, hip firing, but that's not how LMG is supposed to be used. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I, I don't really got much else to say about the uh rampage its weapon itself i'm excited to use it i'm excited to see how it kind of fits in we everybody thought the bow was going to be crazy it was crazy they nerfed it so let's see how this works out hopefully it's 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 right on time and it's right you know it's uh tweaked properly so they don't have to like go in and change something because of it launching too overpowered i don't want to wait three weeks for them to fix something when you know they drop something in that's too powerful or whatever uh, the next thing that they kind of announced at for Apex Legends outside of Sears abilities and which we haven't spoke about yet Sears abilities. Um, and I, like I said, I did a, a video on it, but they're very, they're very simple in form They're The first one is the uh, passive where he has the ability when he's looking down iron sights to get a heartbeat sensor on the side of the weapon. So you'll be able to see if people are in locations closer to you. So he's a very silent type of, uh, character and then he also has one if some once once someone comes up on a heartbeat sensor or you feel it there in your presence or you're around you you throw out your tactical your tactical allows your drones to track that enemy um, for a short period of time in the area so if that person is close those drones will attach to them and allow you to track them if they're not close then you're just wasted your tactical then there's his final or his ultimate and what he does is he throws out hundreds of drones and he kind of surrounds a certain bubble of an area and whoever runs in that area will be able to be tracked through walls and you'll be able to see their footsteps as they run Um, if they walk through it you obviously can't see it but that's a way to counter his strong effective you know um I guess it's it's a he's able to c- control an area in a really strong way if he does that because you know bloodhounds he, uh, of course he scans but after that it's gone but you're going to be able to see this individual as they move throughout your space unless they start crouching so it's going to change up the dynamic on how people rush in how people try to you know get in, in front of you so 
I think it's pretty cool. I think Siri has some cool abilities, and I think it's going to um, show up in the in-game. Maybe seeing those big bubbles everywhere now where you just, the, the circle is so small, not everybody running through it. But it don't matter if you can see me as long as I'm better at you than shooting. So I think that's going to be the counterbalance is just kind of, I can still shoot you. I mean, even if you know where I'm at, you got all the data in the world. I poke my head out. You might be able to re ready up a little bit faster, but at the same time, if I can shoot better, if I can move better, I think we'd be okay. But don't underestimate the ability to see around corners because <laughs> you, you start you start getting shot around corners with um, cravers and sentinels, and then that's a, that's a problem. So um, we'll see. Uh, what do you think about Sears' abilities, Jalen? Uh, I mean, I feel like. I think I kind of got like the same opinion as you. Um, I think that they'd be like like beneficial, and I think that it'd be cool. That um, I, th I think the I guess the biggest thing I'm thinking of is like like where Bloodhound gonna like fit in with all this type of stuff. I mean, I'm not saying it's gonna take away his viability as a character, but I feel like you know compared to like Sears like special versus Bloodhounds I mean Bloodhound move fast I think I looked it up I think it's like less than a 10% like speed increase you see like red you know mm -hmm. like far away stuff like that but it's just I don't know I just felt like Sears just gonna be a lot more uh a team a more team friendly character than um what uh like Bloodhound would be because Bloodhound just got his like main scan thingy which is cool but sometimes it'd be it'd be messing us up too though like because it don't <laughs> it don't sometimes it don't scan the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not 100%. So, so but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I can see that. Um, and I can see that like that counteract is like how how is these you know these recon characters really helping and and if if they they start to make them fall uh, like like it's uh yeah like like Pathfinder like uh mm -hmm. Valkyrie Valkyrie's a recon character and. She gets the ability to kind of see as she's diving and track people like that. But, you know, it, it, I think they all have their own place. Um, Bloodhound, I'm just so used to being able to provide information. Okay, this person was here 50-something seconds ago or somebody was just here a few seconds ago. We can tell from the track marks that they leave. But he also has the ability to scan a very large amount area in front of him. It's a cone. Um, so you can't see behind you, but in front of you is really the, where the most, you know, information comes from. Um, but I think Sears might be just a tad bit better when it comes to people hanging around, around corners, people just, um, playing, playing in the, in the, in buildings a lot, because again, his lasts a little bit longer and it, you can actually track them with those tacticals. I just want to see how powerful that is. They haven't given us a time frame of how long it stays or anything. So really just trying to figure out if he is going to be like really impressive when it comes to that. Uh, what you think about this uh, seer individual, Josh? Um, I mean, I think it's going to be a good addition in the sense that people who play that type of play style, this is going to be a big, uh, boost to them because his abilities um are how to put it i don't see any like well they haven't shown everything but i don't see any real downside to them yet just to be able to like put down your alt your super or whatever and um see everybody in that dome 
uh, which will be good for third party or if you just got a team that's just set up in a building. So, because a lot of times you run up in buildings, but you feel like you're running there blind, but having the advantage like that is going to be a big boost. But I, the number one thing that I feel like is that he is going to be the meta. I know with a lot of characters, they come out and people like play them because they're new and they want to like test them out. I feel like Valkyrie was good, but she didn't necessarily become the meta like uh, Horizon did when she came out because Horizon was just like OP when she came out. Um, so we'll see. I don't know if he'll be OP, but I feel like he will be what people play in uh, ranked because like Bloodhound is uh, is like a go to character for ranked that like they always say, like, if you don't know who to pick, just go with Bloodhound because he just has an overall boost to your team to just with awareness um so having bloodhound and seer on the same team that team is just going to be able to like see people wherever of course they still got to back it up and be able to like win the fights but they will have the advantage in like most situations with, with both of those characters yeah very true um being able to see individuals as you're landing so imagine a Valkyrie Seer and what's the name team or Bloodhound team. It's kind of like really a lot of information. And Revenant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it could be, a, it could be an interesting, it could be an interesting dynamic with that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, think I agree. That, um, what y'all was saying though, like it, it really just depends on the, the character. Cause right now recon characters, I wouldn't say like they're the top or most desired. It's it's mobility characters. They are the top, um, I guess, go-to characters for most playstyles just because their abilities change the game. They can survive longer. Um, whereas recon characters are kind of in the middle. Like it's a little bit extra help, but it's not. It won't necessarily change the game. Mm-hmm. And then there's like damage characters like Bangalore where it doesn't really do much. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, well, yeah, it's it's kind of like a balancing act for these people. So um, we'll see. I think um, he's a good character. I think he's going to be interesting to play against and play with uh, sometimes. But um, I don't see him being like my new go-to. Because like I said, I don't, when I play Apex, I prefer to be able to push and be mobile. So um, I prefer those types of characters. Uh, so this character seems to be more of a sit back kind of react to the inf- react by the get the why you get the information versus other characters they're mobile so they can react immediately once they can react in a situation a lot faster i suppose because you're going to have the information but what can you do after you have it you know those that's my you know problem with those recon and and very informative characters uh but yeah uh, we'll see. I think it's going to be cool, though. I think he's... I like his design. Um, I think he's going to have some real Kong Lao-esque outfits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have some real uh, Voodoo Man outfits. Uh, so, I think he's going to be cool, though. He's, I think he'll be cool. I think he's going to be very uh, over-the-top, just like Mirage in ways. Um, and that's just more so of his you know demeanor i guess from his from the from what he was doing in the in the uh, trailers and uh, how he talks 
He's very um, yeah. He's a very wise man. <laughs> he seems yeah. like he'd be interesting. Like yeah, I I hate it. Um, I see. I forget his name. The Australian dude. <laughs> he Fusey. just wasn't very like fusing interesting. <laughs> um, and his gameplay style very interesting. So they seem like they're on the right foot with Seer so far. Yeah, I think he's more, definitely more interesting than Fuse. Fuse is, um, it, it was hard to even get into Fuse off of the strength of it was Fuse, but I think he he needed a little bit more than just I like to blow up stuff, but that's what his character is, so it's it's pretty boring, <laughs> to be honest, but um, that's what it is. Like, everybody else has really more some interesting past or um, really not really not everybody else, but some most of them do, um, but yeah. Man, let Fuse yeah. blow stuff up, man. That's what he want to do. Let him do it. Yeah, it's Fusey, man. It's Fusey. Don't worry about it. That's what he do. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got for Apex. Anything else y'all wanted to add before we move into the next topic? What y'all think about the um, arenas ranked coming up? Oh, I forgot because they said that, that um, they're implementing ranked arenas next season. It's gonna have the same tiers, all the way up to master. Um, but there's not going to be any like um, cost to like join a match. You should be able to join, and you you know win or lose, your points go up or down. The only thing is there's no uh, safety net, so you can drop all the way down to like the lowest rank um, if you keep losing. Um, but it's just going to be based on wins and not on uh, kills like it is in other modes. Interesting. Um, I think it'd be an interesting climb. I think that'd be uh, fun to see if we really like gravitate towards that. I think ranked. I think arenas really comes down to the map choice. I don't like all the maps, and most of the maps I don't have a good time playing them because they're either too big or. They have some weird mechanic where one person can have an advantage over the next, depending on what side you spawn on. And I don't like the rotating side portion either. So it just doesn't, it doesn't feel as refined as I want it to feel. I enjoy it and I'd hate to lose in it. Um, but I don't know. It ranked at arenas makes it more makes it easier for me to get into a match and not feel like my characters or my, my teammates are going to quit on me. So that's at least a plus because I, I steered away from it playing by solo simply because every time I got into a match, either the person that we was playing with wasn't wasn't off away from keys or just didn't actually in, in, uh, engage. Um, I don't even care if you suck, just engage, um, really. But they just didn't do that. So ranked arenas might clear that up for me at least allow people to start to take the take the matches more serious um but at the end of the day i don't know i don't know if it will keep me as um intrigued as the battle royale i just think the 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 not knowing what's going to happen next in battle royale is the more interesting part it's just like okay how I just got pushed into this situation. How do I overcome said situation? When ranked arenas, you know what the situation is. You got three other people you got to kill. And 
if your teammates go down, okay, I'm in this situation, but I already been here before. Usually, it's a it's a pretty good chance they're gonna they're gonna flank me and be able to get in and kill me because I don't have a third party that's gonna come and save the day and start shooting them in the back so they can get changed. You know, it's 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 gonna be a focus of me. So, the best thing that that can happen to that arena is um is making it more serious and the stakes more high and the rewards more fulfilling because it just has to be something else outside of the gameplay because yeah it's enjoyable but it's very similar every time so unless there's something like a legendary pack to chase every weekend something that will make me say let me put time into getting better at just beating other people. You know what I'm saying? Because I need something that they're going to give me versus what they're doing now. The reward is just not worth it to rank. Just like a ranked Battle Royale isn't worth it because you just start to, the fun of the game starts to be dwindled because you're now playing it in a way that isn't enjoyable. That's not how I play Battle Royale. So I think that would be the same thing that happened with ranked where I don't, I, okay, I can have fun in here if I get a good team that's worthy enough to stay and play with me. Yeah, I can enjoy myself, but only time I ever play it is when they offer me something. Like, okay, we'll give you a skin if you play this mode and get the 200, you know, the points and the event points or whatever. All right, I'll play it, but I ain't going to play it no more than I need to because I don't want to play it. It's like that's the same thing that happens with this. So. They have to have to incentivize me in regards to rank to in order for me to continue to push forward to get better at beating other people because that's not I don't know I don't know why I don't know why I play the battle royale more because that's the same thing that I play the battle royale for is just to be able to pull off a situation and have those those one up moments where I actually feel like I succeeded at beating another team and now playing them so that still happens in ranked it's just it doesn't feel as fulfilling as the other side so. I don't know. Maybe they have to work on. Uh, maybe I have to try it again at a time where it's really, really, you know, fleshed out and they have all of the pieces in the right order. What do y'all think about ranked arena? What, what do you think about arenas? Thank mm, you. I don't know. Like, I just don't like you. I think the one thing that you had said that like really stuck out to me is like the maps, um, yeah. and then the size of them too. I kind of feel the same way. Like I don't really like the maps on there, um, and then they're like too large. Uh, maybe I'm I don't like it because I feel like we began scraped on there. But I mean, so like I feel like we was going off at one point in time, and then like I don't know if it started becoming a lack of interest or what what was going on. But I just I really don't enjoy playing on a lot of the maps on there. I think that's like a a huge thing. Because um, we like and artillery, just, and that's I I don't know if I like anything else right now. I like Which Mirage one is artillery? ship. Artillery is the one with uh, uh, for Kings Canyon, man. With the big hole in the wall that um, people take the zip line over to. Yeah. What, what's the one with the uh, the rate? I think it's a rate portal. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a oh, rate that's portal. Oh, that's the rate. Right? That's Phase Runner. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't like that one. No, I don't like that um, one either. <laughs> but yeah, I think, like you said, they need to uh, incentivize it or. I just don't, I don't know. Like, I, I could really care less about, like, like playing. I feel like it's real, 
repetitive kind of i don't i feel i get a real repetitive vibe with it but when i was playing destiny even though we were in childly playing on the same map like yeah obviously you can change up the guns but i mean me i wasn't changing up nothing but i felt like i had more maybe because there's less like gun i mean destiny had gun focus on it obviously it's a shooter but like i feel like you can play the game differently like you can use like your melees you can you got different grenades and stuff you could use whereas i feel like and Apex, I don't, I don't have no type of identity. Maybe it, even because there's different subclasses too you can use. So you be like, all right, we're going against a, a, a Sun Singing Warlock, or we finna go against this uh, Titan, uh, Titan Smash, Titan. You know what I'm saying? So like, what, what I about? Felt like it was, yeah. What about like, what 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 do you think about having the same weapons for each side, and they just outplaying each other with the weapons because you know what they have. I think I'm it's the unpredictable. Yeah, I think it's the unpredictability of what the other team was going to be doing. Like it's I don't a waste think... of time to sit there and wait for them to stop sniping so we can let the ring get closer so we can whoop them. Or I don't know. What do y'all think about how it is? I think the one of the issues of it, like y'all said, the map is a big thing. Some maps are good, some are bad. Mm-hmm. But like for me it's always the flow of the game, which is just people's playstyle. Mm-hmm. And Battle Royale like most people, either they're gonna push you after a fight, or they're gonna sit back try to get a pick, or they're gonna retreat. Whereas when you get into arenas, now all of a sudden you got teams that's like, oh, they all got sentinels and they all sitting back sniping or stuff like that, and they're not gonna engage us until the ring is super tiny, and it it doesn't become fun. It becomes a waiting game at that point. Yeah. I I I hate fighting the I guess cheese builds because that's what you're gonna run into in arenas. I mean, people do that in battle royale, but they can't do it consistently. Like, like people can't just all go get um, charge rifles, Spitfires whenever they want. Yeah, they they can't do that. And since there's so many other teams, even if you are sitting back sniping, um, somebody's gonna notice you. Whereas, like, when I was playing on um, Skulltown in arenas, uh, it was people getting on top of the, like, they have a Valkyrie or whatever, or um, Pathfinder, get on top of the bones and then snipe. And, like, if you don't have a sniper, which I don't usually run a sniper, it's like, oh, all we can do is just wait until the ring forces them out of that situation. But depending on where the ring lands, they might not ever leave. Um, so I think that, I mean, one of the solutions could be just like you pick a loadout and you stick with that throughout the whole game or you, I don't know, you, I, I know they wanted to keep it where you can pick anything you want, but like if you had to pick a loadout before going into the game or you pick one loadout and you can't change it, that would limit that type of BS really or that, you know, just the game just keep changing every round. Um, and I feel like that would just make the the flow better. Like maybe the ranches would go faster, or people would stop sitting back or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I like the mode overall. It's not like a a chore to play because I feel like when you incentivize it now, you feel like you have to play it even if you don't enjoy it. Um, but it it's a fun thing. I, I'm glad it's there because I can play it by myself. Um, but we'll see. I mean, overall ranked it. 
ranked is cool. Like I feel like we we did pretty decent this season. It's just that with ranked, uh, it, it you have to put in a lot of effort, and at some point, yeah, it does feel like you the effort that you got to put in is not worth what you get out of it. But uh, normal ranked, I don't have an issue with. It's just you know, just gotta get better. <laughs> but my thing is with destiny. You you can do you can change you can choose what gun you want but we used to fight those snipers and stuff and like I I remember it get annoying like on Pantheon or something like that it'd be annoying fighting them or whatever but like it don't I feel like on this game it's just oh it, it feel different like granted that was a long time ago maybe I just felt different about fighting snipers and people who play that way in general but I just felt like this game is lacking something that Destiny wasn't lacking which I spent. Which is why we spent a lot of time on Charles. I mean, hence his name, the freaking podcast House of Wolves. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't know. I I just don't. Maybe maybe the I think it's because long, I don't know. It's it's. I think it's. I think it's the the fact that you can't try a lot of things because you have to regenerate your health yourself. You your gotta buy things each round. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you. You don't have the ability to kind of. A, a experiment in a way where it's like as you know how on that game you could experiment okay they they try they doing it and then you can change your stuff in real time to address it or if you don't you can't change your stuff in real time at least you could you know swap to a different weapon that made you feel more um you have you gave you more more um ability to do stuff and that's and that's cool because they give you two weapons in this game as well it's i think it's really just how we used to engage in that game we can peek around corners okay we're gonna get our health back but at least we know what they're doing or what they're trying to do and then at that point we could try to change our tactic and, and had those some of those maps were three lanes where you could go and do things but really these are big open spaces where flanking is not really that much of an option unless you gotten other two down. You know what I'm saying? You can try to flank, yeah. but somebody going to push you and then it's going to get real hard for the other team to get to you quickly because the way these maps are set up, they're not designed to constrain you in a space where you can follow the flow of the map. Well, you have to, and try to try to make sure because they still want to hold that battle royale experience as well it's not trying to get rid of it so it's like a it's like a a miniature version of something that's already good and it's just like hmm, do i need to play this if i'm if i'm getting a lot of the same experiences i get here there now if i could see if these maps had three lanes like the new map they put out it has three lanes and i love that map kind of because it has three lanes and you can like go down one and you can really flank them and it's easy to get back and stay health stay safe with your team. I like I said, it comes down to the maps for me. Like the thermite, the thermal station map. It has three lanes. You can go right, left, or middle. And it, it causes you the ability to flank and I can enjoy those maps. And then they switch me back to phase runner. I'm just like, I don't want this map. Take me off this map. It's a stupid map. And then I'm just like in that same theme because they switch it like every 15 minutes or so. So if I think the map selection plus the inability to um, plus the like 
them trying to can you know boast that same battle royale experience in this game mode is what's kind of hindering it for me to start taking it serious where i know the next person isn't just going to use a cheese bill i don't think they have the ability to refine it that much to make me feel comfortable putting a lot of time into it um destiny wasn't that either honestly it wasn't refined it wasn't as if it was like the best game in the world but i could beat most things with simple formats of simple things that we could do you know to beat most people and it wasn't as if it was like um it was it was it was more slighted to the skill of how you use your ability so and they regenerated you know you had that you had that opportunity again so i don't know but go ahead yeah go ahead I mean, it's a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, I understand what Jalen was saying. Like, it's something that's not there. But I think that's because arenas wasn't designed from the ground up as an arena game. It was, they took the battle royale mechanics and put them in a 3v3 mode. And some of that stuff just doesn't work as well as it does in just Destiny, which was designed as like a a team deathmatch shooter. Um, So... Like the the healing thing, like just sitting back and popping um, shield batteries just doesn't work in the 3v3 mode as much because it's so small scale. And let's say you got a teammate down and you hurt, they're going to push you so you can't heal. Whereas in Destiny, at least you could fall back, you know, go hide in the cathedral and wait for your health to come back. And that gives you the opportunity to reset and engage them. So and, if they potentially change arenas, beat that team, yeah. So I think that for arenas to actually shine and like get people really into it, they would have to completely change a lot of mechanics. Like, what was that mode where the they had where regenerating shields or just different different stuff like that? Like they already changed it's it where you don't need to pick yeah. up ammo because um, that would suck too. Like you run out of ammo in the three v three mode and there's nothing to do. Um, so I think that they, they probably can do more to make the gameplay more engaging. Um, for me, the maps are not as big of an issue because I feel like in destiny, there are maps that suck too for trials, but we still did it. It, but that's because the gameplay was engaging enough and we felt it was, uh, balanced enough that we could still fight anybody. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I mean. Stuff to think about, I guess. I think regenerating. I think regenerating health would help when it comes to how you pick engagements. But I think they want to incorporate how all of their characters have unique abilities, and sometimes that's really hard to balance with everything. Yeah, but some characters are just gonna suck for arenas. arenas. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So like crypto, like there's nothing that crypto can do in arenas. Yeah, it's like he got his little thing out. He could put it up in the sky, but it's not really beneficial. His passive isn't the greatest where he can um where he can like pick up banners with his thing. So it's not like you need that. Yeah, so, ain't no banners. Yeah, there's no banners <laughs> in this game. So it's it's um it's really it's really hard to say what the next move is. I think experimenting with regenerating health and better maps like actual maps that are meant for 3v3 fights and not these long 
I got to run 10 seconds just to get to the middle of the map. Then I got to wait for them to either determine whether or not they on the other side or on this side of the map um, to make those engagements fast and quick. Um, I think that right now they're too slow and it feels like a chore to just wait. It's like you're, you're waiting more than you're fighting and that's not a good thing. So, um, yeah, I also think the, the ring just doesn't work well for arenas because like yeah. um destiny like there was the timer and then there was the objective but um with the ring working how it does it it really incentivizes one team to sit up in a good location inside the ring and wait for the other team to towards them yeah. and that happens every round and it, it becomes like not enjoyable after a while we should just name this. You're one. just waiting for the ring to move. Yeah, this is a topic how to fix uh, arenas because <laughs> we talk about <laughs> 20 minutes about arenas. But yeah, I think I yeah. think there's a lot of potential here, and I think I can agree with a lot of the things that y'all are saying, and I can see how changing the health, making the map smaller, and um, creating a more fulfilling flanking and uh, more fulfilling uh strategy behind the fights can be more appealing um i think they have to they, to some degree keep the maps large in some space but i don't think i don't think that that's going to help i don't think that's helping the, the game i can honestly grow and become better i think it's making it more uh making it more feel like more of a not a different mode in itself but just a watered down battle royale so but, it, it has to just it has to distinctify itself from that experience to enough where it's like okay i could put some time in this because it's, it's not only is it going to help me get better at my gunplay in the other game modes but it's also going to teach me how people inter react or, or act to me either a flanking or having smaller spaces and manipulating that stuff so i think um I think a lot of what you guys were saying was 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 spot on too. Yeah, I think. I mean, think about it. Oh, my destiny. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Nah, I was gonna say like even and I keep using Destiny as a reference, but like I think another thing was Destiny was smaller. You actually had hallways and different things you can kind of go through. Mm -hmm. Um, and additionally, you had the mobility aspect. So if you was getting shot at by somebody, I'm playing with Lifeline, but people don't move as well like they can like in destiny so i think that's another once you get into a fight you got to kind of commit a little bit and yeah. you know, like you said when you can step back have your shields recharge you could think of another game plan i feel like with apex it's just mindless like shooting and stuff to some capacity like i don't i'm not finna be well we finna try to do this and then do that and I, we don't i don't feel like as much tactics behind it so um, I mean, you got a little bit behind it, but it ain't like you can do a whole lot. The bulk of Apex is, is going to be the shooting each other. You need to win your gunfights because that's all I boil down to. You can't set certain things up or do traps or whatever. Um, I think the game would be a little bit more interesting if they found some way to incorporate like some type of ability, like in a uh, like in a loadout type thingies. So like, not necessarily like an ability, like okay, Rampart got this, but something to be like. Oh, you can reduce the amount of damage you take, or for like thirty they seconds. They have arena just, passives. Yeah, like yeah, something like strictly for arenas because I understand that this is a battle royale game. But why am I gonna go play arenas instead of just going to play battle royale? I'm not looting nothing. The, the bulk of battle royale is to have a a big map, 
bunch of people, different teams, and you picking up stuff and figuring out what you want to do. In arenas, you can't yeah. do none of the aspects in Battle Royale. The only Battle Royale aspect that they got is that it's a big map. They got two crates you can loot stuff in. I mean, they're going to be the same thing, and there's there's not a gun or nothing in there. Like, there's going to be a couple shield batteries. If you got lifeline, you could pick up a couple more things. They're in the same spot every single time. There's no randomness into it. And then they got the ring, too. Like, it's literally the things that you think of in Battle Royale aren't present there for the most part. So I think Arena Passes might add some variation to the game, even though people might want to run snipers and it might be hard to balance. I think that would make it a little bit more interesting. Be like, you can put a buff on your gun where you might do a little bit more damage sooner or... I don't know, just anything. Like, you can up your speed by 25. You know, just just something that changes what people, that diversifies what people are going to do because I feel like there's no diversity in arenas based once you pick your gun. Like, that's it. Well, I think they hold that to the characters, right? But the I think the characters are a bad choice of what to hold that to. I think the diversity should not be within the uniqueness of the characters because already enough, that's hard enough to balance with because... You have defense, you have recon, which all of them should suck at this point, and then you have attack. Attack and defense are the best characters to play in in arenas, right? Uh, most recon characters are useless outside of the you know obviously the health characters are good, but that's only two. You got Loba and you got Lifeline, and Lifeline is the much better character because she can revive people and still keep fighting. So. Um, what is that see you see what i'm saying like this is where they put all their stock into of how they balance it they put the two things on the map because loba can steal it they provided the ability to have the the drop down the drop zone of the weapons and stuff because obviously loba can steal it they can they can do the things where they allow rampart to have her shields up they have the bloodhound scan so they they took the characters and then they made the mode i think they should have made the mode and built the characters and put stuff in like you guys said where that makes sense in a 3v3 fight where nobody else can jump in you know it's hard to do that because i think the arenas is a miniature battle royale i don't think i think they took all the bad parts of battle royale <laughs> and put it in here where it's like the commonality the 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 undiverse experience the 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 lack of thinking of when what's going to happen next okay i see that they got a loba she probably gonna steal some stuff i see they got a bloodhound he probably gonna scan some stuff obviously you know who own the other team so you can you already have that information so you know how random stuff happen you be like oh snap they got a bloodhound on their team. oh snap they got a uh, caustic he throwing tanks or whatever you already have that information so you're going in knowing this and it become and it's it's like this as you stated something that uh you can have some type of randomness to right but um i think that's what they did you know what i'm saying they kind of took the characters built the mode but they should have built the mode and then brought the characters back in and said how can we strip these down to make this mode better how can we make this mode unique where if you, even if you see a bloodhound, he could be doing something crazy. Like what can we do to make him unique in this mode versus yeah. just giving him one additional ability? Because yeah, he's going to have that additional ability, but at the same time, once you know it, you know it. 
how can we make it where he can pick something that he wants to do where it's you're different okay this bloodhound is coming at me what he's finna do next this fool got a mobile shield how he get a mobile shield oh because he picked it so it's like that type of stuff where he has the ability to choose his defense mechanisms even though and strip out the character's uniqueness entirety because that way you have a much more balanced game and you bring back in that aspect of random well yeah, i, I mean, think that's... that the only team like real serious team-based shooter that i feel like has done it well besides destiny is rainbow six siege and all those characters all have set classes with abilities and there is no randomness to it other than what you, but do you don't know who they the got until you find out you got to go do the recon and they you don't know. You don't start. Back. You don't start with the. You don't start with that. Yeah, knowledge. you don't know that. But what I'm saying is that you can still have the the characters set with special abilities for that. But the randomness doesn't have to be there. And I think that Apex was designed to have the randomness. And without that in the arena, it just doesn't work. Copy paste it over into arena. So I mean, I agree that the mode itself, they have to rethink some things if they're going to keep these characters as they are um do you they have think to rethink a lot of things the character selection every round is a better idea um it could be that's what overwatch did but i don't think that really helped it's not gonna change nothing the game you still have the characters people. yeah because this game the characters don't really matter that that much whereas like overwatch they got a mercy in next round they don't have a mercy like you know that changes what they're gonna do other than lifeline like there's nobody that really changes the flow of the game uh yeah i guess you're right there so that's why i was saying not to give it to the characters but give it to the unique abilities that you can now pick um but you said that, well, that I mean, was you that's you, what i was saying you, with was rainbow six counter, there is no kind of argument what i was saying with rainbow six it is on the characters. All the balance is based on the characters. There is no changing different abilities. There's no picking different abilities. It's just those characters have their abilities. Fuse can blow up walls. Um, Sledgehammer dude can knock down walls. Like everybody is set. So there isn't, it, it can work how it is. It's just they have to rethink how the rounds work, how the health work, and things like that to make the flow of the game better. I think a, I don't the, know. I, the, I agree at some points with that, but go ahead, Jalen. With, with Rainbow Six, even though Rainbow Six is like pretty standard, I feel like it has a lot of variation based on how the people want to play, how they want. And then the, the biggest thing you can interact with the dog on map. In Apex, you can't interact with the map. The map just there. You just own it. Like that's it. So yeah. you can't do different things. Like oh yeah, if I got, um, I can probably you know, set this thing up to help my boys and then we can go do, I don't know, like it can just be something simple. Like I put a box right here so my boys can get up to this thing. That's my character. I can, I can build, I could put a ladder right here or something like, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's like interacting with the map. I mean, sure. Pathfinder can do that, you know, that type of stuff, but it's just. Yeah. I, but I think it, it's Apex doesn't like, have it because like destiny, you can throw an arc grenade and stick it on the wall and that, depending on the map, that's a big deal because you can block off whole areas. Whereas Apex, you don't have that sort of interactions. And like y'all said, the maps are just cut out uh, directly out of the Battle Royale maps. So they don't feel 
unique and the battle royale maps are designed to be big and wide but like it doesn't there's nothing there that actually helps the one-on-one or 3v3 fights yeah there there is no reason why you want to go generally there's not a reason why you want to go to a particular part of a map in this battle royale aside from there's cover here like literally it's not be like well we can probably run these like corridors and keep this area on lock stuff it ain't none of that in apex you just why are you going over here because the ring told me to or it's cover this is safer cover than the other place that's all it is it ain't no you're not trying to get a tactical advantage or nothing like that and all apex is when it comes to tactical advantages get a higher ground like i ain't never played a game where i'm like i need the higher ground like and that's where I was kind of falling to the unique stand, like unique traits that come along with the arena's, you know, play style versus because I agree with you, Josh, in a lot of ways, whereas like the characters could still be the main focus and them tweaking a lot of different things could make it great. But I want it perfect. And I think perfect comes from uh, I think perfect comes from breaking it out from the normality of the battle royale system and allowing something unique to occur. And um, I think randomizing places like, yeah, you know, they they the Rainbow Six is in an uproar right now because they're stopping people from being able to shoot bullet holes through walls and see through them. It's like it's not going to be able to be see transparent anymore that was a big mechanic in that game where you could like shoot a wall shoot through it and see if somebody running down the hallway that's unique that's random and that's something that the player can interact with the world this is not that type of game so when it comes to those unique moments where you like boy i just shot that man through a wall because he came down he came down the wrong thing he coming down the wrong path buddy so you can't get those moments all the time or you can't get those moments often but when you have the ability to make a difference on the battlefield, a big difference on the battlefield. Uh, that's where you start to see that, you know, that perfection and that, that true, you know, experience that people want to continue to come back for. Um, and that's what that battle Royale game gives us. Now it gives us the ability to, to take what we already know, our information that we have, you got a portal, Difficulty. he got a lifeline, I got a, a uh, Valkyrie or Octane, and we're going to push this person because they're trying to trap us here. We're about to push them. We're about to do this. We're about to try to move out the way so they can let them third parties fight, and then we're going to come back so we can strategize on the fly about what we can do, and then we got to take the rift. We can get on the, we can get on the, on the, in the car. We can dip to the other side. It's so much like random like stuff that's in the game now. Yeah, the battle royale mode is, yeah. is dynamic, whereas the... Yeah. Um, it's static in this mode. So what can we do to make it non so not non static? And that's what I kind of and I like I said I agree with you too. I think maybe them doing that will make it great. Um but I just I think that perfection is what they kind of shoot for and um I think if they do it that way, I think that would just be just as much better. Just as much as um of a huge change with that small tweak of allowability. So uh oh. Did it Somebody cut me out? Okay, I'm back. I think it cut me out, yeah. but uh, we can cut that out. Um, but yeah, mm, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, we'll see. 
Um, like I said, I'm I'm glad Arenas is there as just like me too another mold, so it's not as stale. But they can do a lot to refine it. Um, I think so. I think um, I think once they do, it's gonna probably be a a go to mode for me when I'm just wanna wanna they get. They need to go ahead and add uh, Apex Portal. So we mm-hmm. can um, <laughs> try it mm-hmm. ourselves. Right. Yeah, they, they need to try that so we can uh, actually uh, start creating our own modes. Because all I really want to do now in the, in the Battle Royale is get a 20 bomb. That's that's the goal now. It's not like I got any other goals uh, outside just getting the 20 bomb. So, uh, yeah, I just think it's uh, a unique space. But the next thing that we was going to talk about, which appreciate you going into it was the battlefield uh portal um which is they announced that that's something that's very unique to the battlefield experience i don't think this ever happened before did they have a mole like this before i don't think they did um Um, maybe 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 it was like a creator but it wasn't as detailed as this one i think that's how they mentioned it um uh it's like a creative suite that gives the community like like some opportunity to like actually create their own battlefield experiences uh and you can like take different parts or or different wars different like uh, locations different weapons like they got battlefield bad company stuff in this game battlefield 3 stuff battlefield 4 weapons and you can all mix it all up to make your own unique experience in this game I think that's really cool. Um, I think that's going to keep this game a lot more longevity overall. And it's a f- it's free and you don't have to necessarily, it's not going to nothing that you have to pay for to get the mods or anything. It's all really just a s- experiences that you can create and then people can either play them or not play them. Um, I think it's cool. I think, um, I think that's a way to really getting some crazy modes out of a game. Um, so let me, I mean, tell me what y'all think about, I, obviously we, we, I plan on playing Battlefield and I hope Jalen gets a freaking Xbox so he can play Battlefield, but I doubt mm-hmm. it. But, um, I wanted to play Battlefield and put some actual time into it to see if we could enjoy it. What do y'all think about this portal? Do you think this is more, this is more ammunition to enjoy a game or, uh, what do you think? It might get stale. What's y'all, what's y'all opinion? Um, I mean, I always like custom games and video games, but we don't really play them um, like together because like Overwatch had it or like obviously Halo has them. Um, oh, shoot. I think I can hear me, my bad. Um, but I think it'll be fun. Uh, I, I'll, I'll try it out. There can be a couple... A fun modes to play um i'm interested to see how well it is actually supported since they're pushing it like this if it's going to be mixed into regular matchmaking or um you know just an easy way to discover the fun maps and people to play with because a, a big issue with like like halo 5 has this mode like they have them in public rotation which is good but some modes are not good so people drop out or um, some modes are better than others, and you don't necessarily have a easy time of finding people to play with. So it, it just depends. Um, 
it's a good incentive to buy the game. It seems more full. Uh, obviously, they don't have a single player component, but if they're really going in on the multiplayer and it's going to be fully supported for a while, that's good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's the the, the case here with this portal. Uh, what you thinking, Jalen? Obviously, right. we need to know the 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 um the very biased. I ain't spending no money, guys. Opinion about <laughs> Portal. Go ahead, man. You already said it. What you need me to say? No, not just fine. <laughs> no, uh, I don't. I don't really care too much for Battlefield. I did see that it had. Uh, I think that's taking the map from Battlefield there and putting Asher canals on there. Yeah, Aced it. That level is that man. That is that level on there. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Battlefield just ain't. <laughs> yeah, what, man, man? go ahead, go ahead, say it. What, what, man? But I, I, I tried Battlefield a couple times, but it just ain't my cup of tea, bro. Like, what is it? Is it the is it the the massive experience? Is it the the you just wake up to die, die again? What is it? What's 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 really grinding your gears about Battlefield? Uh, the times I used to, I, I think we talked about this. I played 500 kills on National Canals. On Battlefield Three, this like smaller area, and then you just go shoot. You know what I'm saying? You play like Call of Duty, kind of. I understand it's not Call of Duty though. Um, so I just didn't like spending 20, 30 minutes on a match, and then I lead a match of like six kills and like four deaths. I'm just like, what did I do all that time? So um, I just didn't feel like it was rewarding. Um, aesthetically, I never really fight the game. Was like. What she was playing on the PC is never going to get like the um, appeal behind it, and and I don't like just running down the street or doing something. And damn, my dude, you just see my dude head hit the ground, and then it was somebody with a sniper. Like my friend like sniping on there, but I'm not finna sit there and just I don't. It's just a lot of time and stuff in that game that it just it's, it don't it's just not, not fun. There you go. I'm gonna say that's not fun. I don't enjoy it. There we go. Yeah, it's 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 it, it's at least dynamic. I give Port yeah. Battlefield always been dynamic. I just think creating that chaos is up to the player. And if you're really not interested in like trying to go find that chaos or find that experience, you're not gonna really have a good time if you're just trying to play it in a certain type of way. Um, I've only played Battlefield two. Only played two Battlefield games. It was Battlefield four. And Battlefield um, Hardline, yeah, I play Hardline. Um, both of them I enjoy because they just have weird, weird experiences. I like the the multiplayer of them. I think they both had. Um, I'm not sure if Battlefield Four had a story mode. I don't know. I don't remember anymore. But I remember playing those games not often, but often enough to kind of remember some of the some of the maps and things like that. Um, I feel like they just had a okay experience of getting you as long as I felt like I was getting back into the action quick enough, I was okay with it. But sometimes you just fall into the wrong place or fall, go into the wrong spot. And you just felt like you were doing the same thing over and over again. And the maps are extremely huge. So sometimes confining that stuff to a certain location may get tiring, I suppose. So I get what you're saying there. Um, Battlefield wasn't always 
my cup of tea because of I, just how big and expansive the the worlds or the the locations were but i want to give it a try again i want to obviously i'm i'm different now uh maybe i would like the i prefer these long engagements that um could have more fulfilling fights where i can get on choppers and just run around and do stuff with my friends i think this is a, probably a game that you want to play with friends versus playing by yourself i think it'd be boring if you play by yourself so that's why i want to rope y'all into it and hopefully one day y'all will actually play but um no i think i think it's um a unique and i mean way. you enjoyed um warzone jalen and that's at this point basically just a battlefield game it truly yeah, is but, i mean outside yeah, of the but, gulag um, and being having like you don't come back that's really what Battlefield was about. It was about creating weird moments where you can like, but again, we got tired of Warzone because of all of this camping and all of the stuff that felt like you can't really hear people's footsteps that well. And they have you hiding in buildings and you gotta, now you gotta take five minutes to actually clear a building. Cause you don't know if somebody just camping somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Only, that's... I guess the good thing about Battlefield, you can just blow up the building, but yeah, it's the same <laughs> ideas just driving around in atvs shooting rocket launchers and don't run down the street or you're gonna get sniped uh type of gameplay um we'll see i mean it like you said it's it's fun with friends so if your friends are having fun you know i'll enjoy it but i don't know like you said i, I might not play it uh by myself or like competitively or anything like that yeah, and they they give you a little bit more mobility in this one. Seems like so, I want to see how how I can finish a fight up top and then get down below and still be able to engage in a good way. And then I got my grapple hook. Maybe how see how far the distance I can go. And I wonder if they take away fall damage, but they kind of go for realism. I hope they don't. I hope we just get to be able to be some action heroes on the field. But we'll see. Um, I think. Uh, you know, releasing some of the shackles of, of realism can kind of make a game so much better. Uh, so, um, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but I ain't gonna stop Jalen. I ain't stopping. You can, um, you can, uh, say you don't want to all you want. I'm keep asking. Hopefully one day you actually do it. Go hand cop, man. Just go hand cop. But, um, that's pretty much all I got about Battlefield. I'm not going to really talk about Portal because I'm not that Battlefield guy. All I want to know is that it's on our radar, people, and it's on our radar. And, um, yeah, I think I'm going to definitely give it a try. I might stream it. So, um, there's that. Uh, but the next topic I want to talk about, because we're going to have to wrap these up quickly, was the Steam Deck. Uh, the Steam Deck. I went ahead and copped people. The Steam Deck is the new device from Valve, uh, coming out of the camp Valve over there on uh, uh, over there on Steam. They kind of came up with a new handheld console. Technically, it's a handheld PC. It's not really a console, but uh, it has touchscreen. It has haptic feedback. It got all types of stuff. It got touchpad controls. It got back buttons. It got uh, bumper buttons on the back of the, the whole thing. Got touchscreen. 
man, this thing got the whole kaboo and it can run Windows 10. So uh, it's the all-in-one gaming portable PC. Um, yeah, man, I think uh, this is what this is what we all wanted from Nintendo. But obviously, Nintendo ain't gonna do it, and it ain't have to do it. But um, this is something that you can now take those games that you love and enjoy that you felt like, oh man, I can't get the best experience um, uh, on the, the Nintendo device, but I can definitely get it on the Steam Deck. So you're going to be able to run that Doom internal, internal at uh, more than 30 FPS. It's not going to look like uh, Dookie Water, so you can actually see what's going on. Um, but I think Nintendo obviously still houses all the best games. Uh, but I reserved one because I want one and I want to take my Steam library that I don't play on my PC now on the go. So what do you think about this? Uh, let's start with Jalen. What do you think about the Steam Deck? I mean, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about it. I mean, I've seen people comparing it to like the Switch and stuff when they had, uh, like drop the nose and stuff like that. It just seemed like it's like it's pretty large, though. Um, I don't, I don't know. Usually, I feel like it's something like portable. I want it to be a little bit smaller, but I mean, I don't got like a, like a, a deep analysis of it because, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about it. No deep analysis from Jalen. All right, what you got for me, Josh? Um, I don't know. It, I don't like the like the physical design of it, like. Mm-hmm. Like Dan said, it, it is really big. It's bigger than the Switch. It's not as big as the Wii U gamepad, but it's getting close. And I feel like just looking at the device, it doesn't seem like I would want to actually play it on the handheld. Mm-hmm. Like I might want to set it up on the table somewhere and have a, another controller Bluetoothed on it and stuff. And at that point, it kind of just defeats the purpose. But mm-hmm. as far as a portable Steam library, that's a good... Um, thing to have because you know pc games are pretty cheap they're they're usually like the cheapest way you can buy games you can have a library that doesn't ever go away you don't got to worry about backwards compatibility um if i want to play something like uh hades like you know i just i got it on my pc if i want to play it while i'm at work and it's a quick jump in jump out you know roguelike game like that's is very good um device for it that's what i would do on my switch these smaller games or indie games that i want to play like hollow knight just put them on the handheld because you get the full experience with no compromise for me i i'm not really convinced or sure long term it's gonna be just everything smooth because like sure you can play doom eternal on the thing but you're not going to be able to play Metro Exodus, the you know enhanced edition with all the race tracing features and things like that. So it's still in a weird place where it's better than the Switch, but not as good as just using your PC. And PC already has a lot of free streaming options because like I when I'm at work because uh, I built my new PC and so sometimes I want to play my games at work. I have uh the steam what is it steam link setup which is just like a remote you know play over the internet while you're uh, away and it's completely free you ain't got to do nothing to set it up 
and I played completely through the Avengers like that. So as long as you got a good internet connection, you have a completely free way of playing your Steam library. So I don't know. Um, hopefully it's it's good uh, in a way that it gives people a good device that doesn't get feel outdated in like two years because there are going to be a lot of games that you probably can't play on it. It's just right now they're saying that it can do anything, but we'll see when it actually comes out. You might actually run into issues with the game or, you know, poor performance because, you know, PC games already has performance issues. So we'll see. Yeah, that, that's I, I'm curious about that aspect of it, too. Um you know me, I'm a money man. I don't think it's worth how much is it? Four hundred? Four hundred dollars. Uh, yeah. It started yeah. I don't I don't really think that it's like worth four hundred. Um especially if you got like a, a PC or something at home. I feel like most people I, I don't I, I'm not a gamer, so I don't know if people actually use laptops and how much they bring those around and stuff to actually do gaming. So um I can't really speak on that, but I have seen a number of people that had a laptop and they set something up up to, you know, while you play the games or whatever, like they seem like, but I don't, I think my thing about it is, is just like Josh was saying, like some of the, the thing, some of the games on the computers and how they're going to actually like run is everything going to be smooth on there. Like you're not going to have no sort of issues. And then on top of that, how much support is it going to have like in the future and stuff like that? Like, is they going to have to make games uh, like a, um, like a Steam Deck compatible version or something like that, depending on how the game's supposed to be played. So um, that those are like some of the questions I had, but basically, I like I said, I don't think it's worth four hundred dollars. And then like the the controller itself, I don't feel like it's like the handheld. It don't it, it don't look appealing like aesthetically. So gotcha. Yeah, I I think uh, you guys got some valid points. Where I think you are misinformed is that this is basically not trying to replace your new systems or nothing it's, it's obviously not as strong as the xbox series x or as ps5 it's like between an xbox one x and a series s and um again it's a 720p screen so they're not pushing for high fidelity as long as they're just pushing for a smooth experience so yes i think this thing will be able to run a lot of the games that are out now as well as a lot that's upcoming is it going to be a downgraded experience yes but it will be experience that you can have portable i think um yeah the, i just think that the the power that you get to take your because it's, it's only running at 720p it's not trying to push for 4k 1080p it's, it's just it's running at 720p it's just trying to hit higher frame rates and I think with the technology that's inside of it, you have it's it's more so about optimization. Obviously, PCs aren't the most optimized, but I think with a lot of the new technology that is coming out and it being based around the AMD architecture that's in these consoles now, these these games are going to see a lot more dynamic, you know, experiences where they have dynamic resolutions and they have the scalability to change on the fly so yes i do agree with you that it has to run well for it to be in great um but if it's not really uh if it has to really run well to not be like uh a bust but i also uh, i feel as if 
most things that have come out as of now, this thing will run just fine. It's all about, you know, just taking in the, I don't know. It's, 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 to me, it's not the, it's not the whole, I guess, uh, I guess the power race for it, for me, it's taking your actual PC steam deck, your steam op like library on the go and also having the ability to suspend and continue games on the fly. I just feel like that's really powerful. Um, of course, the, the amount of power it has now is obviously going to have some ripple effects to hopefully make Nintendo think about how they handle their third-party games and whether or not they're going to start using modern-day technology. Because, again, this is $399. Theirs is $350, and it has far superior technology in it far superior technology and it's, it's controls, it's customs, like everything really outside of the screen. So it's really that that understanding of this coming into play. Obviously, it's not like the first one that ever happened. This is like this is something that's supposed to be low, it's supposed to, supposed to give you a low end experience, but a fluid experience. But it's also supposed to provide you the ability to play that library that you have come accustomed to on your on your steam your steam library on the go that kind of cuts out so much of the monotony when it comes to trying to figure out okay i gotta pay 60 extra dollars on this thing i i have to contribute to their system even though they're not really supporting the game in the best way why do i need to do that when i have this portable steam this comes to me as a revolutionary product in a lot of different ways because it's going to force a lot of different players in that handheld space which really right now is only nintendo maybe playstation has something up their sleeve but to kind of think about what their their library is going to look like what they're going to do to kind of sell those items in the future nintendo always has a backup plan their, their plan is really their games it's never going to change you got to buy their system to play their game so they always going to have that but it's just the fact that it's going to get back to the point of the Wii U days where all they have is their games and nobody really plays anything else on it. With this console and this handheld alone, that can make us that can do a drastic shift to how Nintendo prepar prepares for the next two to three, four years. So we just have to see where it goes. Um, but I don't think we should just kind of write it off. I'm not saying y'all writing it off. I think y'all are more so just saying like, I think three ninety nine they're losing money. That is this is a this is a device that has way more. <laughs> it's worth way more than three ninety nine to me, because I because I, I just from the specs and like the, the amount of technology in it, I know it's worth more than three ninety nine. Um, because it's some, it's better than some PCs out there on like laptops on how you can run it. And it has its own screen. It has its own. It's, it's all housed within it. So I know it's worth more than three ninety nine. But I get you saying your value of that is not three ninety nine. But I can tell you from the tech and the side of it, it's worth more than three ninety nine. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's a a bad device. For me, I guess I just wonder. Um, like I said, the support and how it's going to be in four or five years is going to be the Steam Deck 2 because it's you can't just change the parts. So there is a, a market for it, but me personally, I feel like the market is a lot smaller than what people think. 
I yeah, I think so. Tech enthusiasts and video game enthusiasts are interested in it. Well, a lot of people don't play PC games at all, and they at all, and this won't really change their mind. I do agree. Like this is a competitive device towards Nintendo, but who's to say that they even pay any attention to it? I think that it's going to take a couple years for that to happen because like yeah, Steam and PC games in general. Well, yeah, but Steam and PC games in general are not popular in Japan. So, like, if Nintendo wants to ignore it, which would be stupid, they they probably can just go ahead and ignore it. But my question was that, like, you, from what I understand, y'all don't really play the Switch handheld. Part of it is because of the degradation in quality, 720p, uh, 720p 30 at best uh, for most games and uh, you don't really want that type of experience you prefer to plug it in and play it on the TV uh-huh. but like my question is is this device actually going to make you play Red Dead Retention 2 on a handheld device at 720p well normally I would say no but you know life changing events I won't state here I think so <laughs> because I don't think I have that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Um, So Mm. I don't know if it's going to change the way I engage in gaming. So I bought it because of that reason. I said, this is a way for me to play Apex on the go. (laughs) I can stay away from my computer and still play it. Mm, Mm -hmm. I buy it. So that's why I bought it. And it was that reason and that reason alone. You know I don't play handheld, but it's, again... Thinking about the future, I might not be able to sit around and do that. So mm-hmm. it depends. For me, that's how that's my reasoning. But no, I don't. I'm not the type of handheld type of guy. I prefer all my power, all my pixels, of course. But it's kind of having that, you know, middle ground. And plus, I own these games. I own games on this thing already. So I don't have to buy a library. I'm not starting from scratch. I'm signing yeah. in. And that's so much more fulfilling than just having to buy a new system constantly. And then if I want to try something, if they don't take it over to the next thing, it lost. You know, that's so refreshing in itself to kind of get away from that whole idea of losing your progress, losing your things. And I hope by the time, you know, this thing comes out. I really hope that they have implemented their crossplay f- features and they allow you to take your stuff and move it over and like play it and keep your progress. I really hope they do that by the time this thing comes out, but we'll see. Um, but that's, you know, that's kind of what I was thinking about when I was like, is, what, what, is, what is the worth of a handheld console to me now? Nothing. Because I know <laughs> I have everything I need, but at, at some point it's gonna become that worthwhile thing. So, you know, that's why. All right. Well, uh, uh, don't get you a um, Xbox, Jalen. Go ahead and start building your PC library. He already got his emulators. He's good. <laughs> I ain't doing none of that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I am curious to hear how much you play it, though. 
So you got to keep us updated on it. I will, I will, I will, man. Don't yeah, let me know if it can replace my Vita as my uh, emulator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Emulators. I, I still got the um, base model. I ain't get the I ain't get the expensive one. I still got a three ninety nine one, even though they said because of the storage you might not. But I was like, I told you why I'm buying it. I mean, if I need to run it off of a micro SD card, I'm straight. I mean, I don't really care. But it's um. Obviously, I shouldn't just buy something for one game. So obviously, I'm going to play other stuff. But it just has to to be the right game. Like I can see myself running through my Xbox Game Pass stuff, like Wasteland Three, that I don't have time to sit around and just put it on TV because I don't care. But if I can pick it up and drop it, like I'm playing Darkest Dungeon on my Vita because I could just I play like 40 minutes every uh, every other night, and I just drop it and i'm done with it because i'm not i don't have to like turn nothing else off to kind of play it i could just put Mm -hmm. it on and then leave it it's kind of the same thing with this if i can just pick it up and leave it obviously i'm going to be playing apex too but if i could just pick something up and leave i wish they had like a suspend system I, i just hope they incorporate game pass because that's really where my library is shine because right now through steam i don't want to buy my new games on there i'd rather just play it through game pass i got game pass why not just play it through game pass so i don't want to see i want to see how what how customizable it is if it can do like a dual boot if it can do something like that where i can really incorporate my um my, my other library so we'll see it, it, it's, it's probably gonna have to take some tinkering but for now it's gonna be an apex machine um until for the foreseeable future anyway uh but yeah um, I'll ask you later, but all right. Uh, but yeah. So outside of that, I uh, the next topic that we wanted to talk about was what was we talking about? Oh, Ratchet and Clank. That'd be the last topic for today. Uh, but Ratchet and Clank, the sales numbers, um, Rift Apart was the best-selling game in June. Ratchet and Clank, y'all. Best-selling game in June. And it's only on PS5. And they are hard to find. And this is a $70 single-player game. And it's still sold better than everything else. Now, uh, I don't think June was no slouch either. What games came out in June? Um... Nothing. Okay. I'm looking yeah, at it right now. Let me, let me know what games came out in June. What no other games came out? Final Fantasy Remake, but a lot of people already had that free upgrade. Um, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, Wait, so there was no competition? Yeah, Wait, Mario no, no. came out at the end of the month. Scarlet Nexus. Mario what, golf? Yeah. And that game ain't had nobody compete with it. Yeah, it really wasn't nothing that came out. Are you serious? Oh, they no. falsifying facts, man. But they, but I mean, it's still, still good. Sell, it still Only... was the best-selling game that they had from Ratchet and Clank, though. So, I mean, out of their their franchise, um, it's still top. It was best-selling dollar-wise, right? Uh, it says. Ratchet and Clank, it took, uh, as the numbers surrounding continue to pour a decision to skip, according to their MPD group, 
was the best selling game in June. While it wasn't exactly a packed month for releases, it did comfortably beat Resident Evil 7 and Mario Golf. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, perhaps the most impressive is when it's compared to its previous title. Not only did it enjoy the biggest month in its history, but it also doubled the previous record, which was set by uh, Ratchet and Clank on the PS4. And uh, in other Rift Apart sales, it returned to the top 10 by selling it for the physical. But it just said it doubled its previous record. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm assuming which was that's. PS4 game. Okay. Yeah, but the PS4 game, it, it, that's like, that's when they were. Ratchet and Clank came, Ratchet and Clank came out in 2018 or 2017. When did it come out? 2016. Uh, 2016? I thought it was 2017. Ratchet and Clank. You might be right. I'm tripping. Um, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, yeah. It came in 2016. Yeah. Okay. It came out in. Uh, It had to come out in 2016. Why is it not just telling me? Uh, just tell me, people. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it was 2016 because the movie came out around that time. Or April 12, 2016. Okay. So that was kind of like, uh, would you call that peak PS4 era? No. Uh, yeah, that I was in so. the middle. Like yeah. Final Fantasy 15 came out, and Last Guardian, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, so I would think Ratchet and Clank being forty dollars because it was forty dollars, and now this one being seventy. If it doubled in its amount of units sold and not price, because obviously the price would be better if it sold the same amount of units. They very tricky with that number. But if it is yeah. units, that is a big deal, you know, because that means not only did people want to pay more, it's less consoles out there than it was at the time of that coming out. So more people actually wanted to play Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and they paid seventy dollars for it. So or they looking for a game to play. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it is less competition. <laughs> I think. I mean, yes. Granted, yes. That's a. Um, uh, that is that that could be a, another key factor, but I think we should Man. look at it from the aspect of um, of 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 it actually selling um, better because I think. I'm not bad. Go ahead, no, because I, I I'm still reading up. I'm trying to make sure I got the right info before I just start. I mean, speaking. you you got the you got a PS5, you got Ratchet and Clank. They haven't dropped a for real Ratchet and Clank game since the PS3. I think is uh, um, not a crack in time is one after that, but they haven't dropped a for real Ratchet and Clank game since the PS3. Uh, the PS5, you ain't got as many games on there, and the Ratchet and Clank game on a PS4 is just a remake of the first one to go along with the movie or whatever. I guess so, like. I'm in in my in my head. I'm like, okay, this is like the real first Ratchet and Clank game we finna get. Like, I ain't played a like a real like you know what I'm saying a new Ratchet and Clank game since a long time ago. So like, I'd be more inclined to buy it. I think it was just a lot of things going in his fact fa- uh, um, favor. Is basically what I'm just trying to say. So that's that's why I was curious about those actual numbers and stuff that you got because I'm like. Is it the units? Is it the dollar amount? Is they talking about the pre, the you know the 
uh, PS3 Ratchet and Clank games, or are they just talking about the PS4 one, you know, stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, either way, at the end of the day, it's still good because, like, Sony games normally do well. Uh, like, people buy their first party games. And I, you know, I, I don't doubt that it was the best selling game that month. Um, I don't know if the price, I mean, the price is high, but I don't know if we can really tell anything from like early adopters because like obviously people who are going to spend $500 on the PlayStation are going to want something to play so they're going to buy a game um, I don't know what that looks like long term if all Sony games are going to be breaking records like that because like we talked about with Returnal it's, it's that price where it's like if I'm familiar with it and I like the franchise I'm, I might go ahead and spend that money but and new people m- might not. So, um, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, I think but, I think this uh-huh. is a good a, a, a indicator that people are adapting to the $70. But I also think they're being funny with the numbers. I don't know if it's like more units. If, if it's more people actually bought the game or if they're actually trying to manipulate the news where it's trying to tell us, okay... Um, it's actually, you know, not, uh, actually selling more, but it's just cost more. So you're getting, you're earning more money. And that's what I'm trying to get kind of confused by. So, uh, but I, I, I am, I am, I am intrigued by this. I am intrigued that this actually did well. Obviously, they cut off a huge player, the pace of their players when they didn't allow it to come to the PS4. And PS5s are very hard to obtain right now. And yet, out of all those odds, it still did better than Ratchet and Clank previously. When With all the nostalgia, with the big revamp, with the $40 price tag, it still did better. So, it's good to see. Scary to see. And I think we should monitor how these games move forward at the $70 price tag. Because at the same time, they're saying Returnal was a good experience for them. Sony is saying that as a success. And um, I just don't see both neither one of those being successful in my eyes. But maybe people are just ready to um, get out there and spend that hard-earned money. I don't think, I don't think it's a good idea, but... Um, who am I to tell them what's wrong? Uh, but so uh, you you spending seventy on the new um, Jack and Dexter game, Jalen? <laughs> man, I gotta spend money to get a dog on PlayStation or Xbox, and then I'm like, man, I don't even know. Bro. That's a lot. That's seventy bones a lot, man. But I ain't <laughs> I ain't copped the game in a minute. I think the last game I copped was Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Yeah, you were supposed right. to cop something, but you decided not to, and they never never talked about it again. It was cop something. what? It was something Final you were supposed Fantasy? to. Nah, it was something you. Was, oh no, we were supposed to cop Final Fantasy. You said we got one game we could play. It was supposed to be Final Fantasy, but that uh that ended up being a bust. Um, yeah, you might as well invest that uh money in the Apex. Oh, dude, you still got that uh. Man, that that junk still sitting on my account, bro. I just looked up. It said twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, are you talking about the what are you talking about? Uh PSN credit. Oh, Remember Josh sent me that bread. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, buy a battle pass, man. He, Josh, is it, is it cool to buy the battle pass? Buy the battle pass. <laughs> bro, we talking about something completely different. <laughs> no, no, no. You can buy the battle pass, nah. You can buy the battle pass, and then you can keep it. See? There it is. Easy peasy. Man, now you got the battle pass. Now you, now you got Josh, all these Apex packs. Uh, <laughs> huh? <laughs> I, I, I said, thanks, Josh. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got the PSN credit. You got it. It's already there. That little just get you some new drip. Yeah, get you some new drip, man. It ain't no drip in this game, man. How you know that? You just you just keep getting 900 back, and then you just man, buy the been wearing the same outfit since uh, day one. Yeah, man. Go get you some new skunk skins. They but, gave me that peak performer, and then oh, was, don't uh, even get us started on this man getting an heirloom before anybody. <laughs> this man got an heirloom, y'all. This, uh, he got it. What? At, where, you, where you at? Two sixty eight. Ain't it's been a dying. <laughs> Two sixty nine. Man, that man, that man is. That's a lucky fella right there. Uh, I, I just got mine. I'm for. I'm like three ninety eight. Uh, and spent and spent some cash. I ain't gonna hold you, but uh, yeah, I was like, I was surprised when he said he got. It. He said, "Man, he's telling me to spend these heirlooms. He didn't even know what it was." <laughs> and they keep giving me a pop up about heirlooms. I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah, that's how much Jalen care. But um, man, it kept popping up. Boy, bro, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with these. Yeah, man. Out there trying to, you know, they give you a little sample or something. And yeah. basically, they just trying to get you to buy somewhere. Hey, bro, we give you a little bit. Like, just put it, like, put some of your money in, and you can go get something nice, bro. Do it. You got your famous drumsticks now, man. You got your famous uh, the the what's this, the Lifeline sticks. I don't know what they. I don't even. I think they shock sticks, but I call them drumsticks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, man. I think um, it's it's interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, at least, and, and all these other games that's going to be seventy dollars coming out, and it's going to be exclusive to these consoles to see. You know, obviously, I don't want them to obviously sp- sp- charging ten dollars because they charge not only ten dollars more. These games was forty, and now they're seventy. So, um, that's that's like almost you're almost getting. <laughs> You're almost getting another game each time you sell. If every time you sell one, you're almost getting the cost of another game. So, so it's like two every two. It's a two for one special right now. Um, so it, it's it's just interesting to see. Let's see what happens. Um, monitor it closely. I don't think this is a good move. I don't think that selling games for seventy dollars is a smart idea. I don't think the technology is getting to a point where it's just too expensive. I think PC is the is still the main choice for me. Um, optimization is key on that. All platforms. I understand that you can potentially get your money back on every platform. It's not just PC anymore. So I just really don't see the the difference in why Battlefield 2042 costs 60 on PC and then it costs 70 on P- Xbox. I just don't get it. Um, but that's what it costs to do business with these people so we'll see we'll see uh but yeah that's pretty much it for today i want to talk about dead space but i want to give a little bit more time to what i'm gonna give it so we'll hold that for another day uh but anything else y'all want to say before we wrap up this today uh 
Uh, what's the next game y'all gonna buy or play? New game. Next game I'm gonna buy or play? Um, Battlefield. I wouldn't buy nothing else this holiday. Ain't that season. like October? Yeah, October-ish. Um, I was thinking about getting. Um, no, it's it's still Battlefield. I didn't think there was anything else outside of that. Hey, all the other games that I was interested in, like Psychonauts and stuff, is coming to Game Pass. So I'm not buying it. Um, mm-hmm. well, I'm gonna play Psychonauts too. Uh, but yeah, only game I'm really gonna purchase with my hard iron catch is Battlefield 2042. Yeah. Mm. Anything right. from you, Jalen? Uh, nah, not really. I don't even know what's gonna come up. Mm-hmm. Mm, insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. All you need to I know is get you, at, a, uh... get you a Series X, buddy. <laughs> Save your tokens and get you one. Then you ain't got to worry about that. Got Game Pass for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a couple of Game Pass games coming out for me. That's mostly what I'm going to be playing. Um, I'll probably buy Battlefield. I was thinking of getting Back for Blood on PC, but I got to see how that actually is. Um, but yeah. That's it for me. When do Elden Ring come out? Uh, next year. Next year. Uh, it ain't coming out this year. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's. Um, yeah, I don't really got nothing else, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't really. I ain't been thinking about no other games to be honest. Um, outside of like Horizon, God of War, um, and the exclusives on PlayStation side because oh. I'm getting Was Deathloop. you gonna play Kenna? I was gonna get Deathloop. Um, no, I'm not playing Kenna. That's the one with the the girl and like the, the little yeah. bubbly eye things, right? I'm not gonna buy that, especially not if it's seventy. Um, I don't think it's seventy though. I think it's sixty, but it might be seventy. Um, but I don't know. I think I'm gonna have I'm be absorbed in Deathloop, but we'll see. I mean, I have other games I need to beat so I can sell back, like, Returnal. Um, but I just... I'm honestly just not interested in that game anymore. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's not like it's a bad game. It's just, like... Yeah, you back and forth with it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's not a bad game. It's just kind of... Repetitive? Repetitive. Much, and much it's not in a good repetitive way repetitive mm. games like dead cells or you find like where you succeed at something and you can hold on to it this is more punishing and it makes you slow down because it doesn't want you to play it in a fast-paced manner you have to slow down each time your weapons have to get better and good and it has to level up in a way where you have to go through everything to start again and it's kind of like eh I'd rather play the new content than repeating the old content so why are you making me do this again um so that's my whole thoughts about Returnal and mm-hmm. it should have returned it <laughs> hence hence <laughs> but um uh, yeah I, I, I don't really care about that game right now but I want to I want to finish it just so I can say I finished it 
and that's not a good way to play the game because that's not a, that's not enjoyable oh i beat it so and that's the same thing with demon souls it's not fun it's just like um i want to say i beat it so i beat it at one point at some point i beat it but um, the only game i've ever played in the dark souls or the souls like esque thing that i really enjoyed and it was like i need to get to the end was none of them (laughs) it was none of them dark souls 3 i played it simply because i wanted to be able and i was like this game is stupid honestly it's like i don't really care to get to the end i just think people saying that these games are hard is not true they're ganky and i don't like most of them to be honest um i like parts of them but the gameplay it's like it's the same I think the mechanics of the boss fights is so it's really unique sometimes though. Like when I was fighting that iron whatever that giant was, that was cool. Um when you could actually pick up that sword. Iron what was that night that big giant name that we fought in? Oh, Dark Souls, Souls 3. Yeah. Brom or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like I like those like unique fights. I like the fighting that dragon. I thought it was pretty cool to get help from people. I like those. I like some of the mechanics and Dark Souls a lot, so I can get through that game. But Returnal, no, Demon Souls. So you were right, Josh. I just hate to say it, but um, <laughs> I I finish it though. I finish it. But um, but yeah, that's pretty much it from us. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can always find these episodes on. The, my YouTube channel at BCD Universe and all your streaming platforms. Uh, but again, thank you for your continuous support. And if you got to this end, you're the real OG for me at this at this time. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys in two more weeks. Peace. <laughs>